Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Hallelujah. Good evening to us all once again. And you're all welcome to our Love Talk 2022. Are you excited to be here? You are not excited about Love Talk 2022. Let me hear you if you are excited. Wow. We thank God so much for another opportunity to hear what he has for us. So why do we do Love Talk? Amen. We are a purpose-driven church. Amen. And we believe that relationships and marriage have a way of impacting our purpose or whatever plan that God has for us. Amen. That is why our prophet makes it a point to share with us tips, advices on how to have godly relationships in marriage. Amen. And tonight he's here with us. Let's show him some love. We are very honored to have our prophet here with us. He always has nice, sweet words for us. Amen. Before the program started, he was just encouraging us that we should get married because the atmosphere is really charged. Do you feel it? I can feel a lot of love in there. Amen. His advice has helped a lot of us in so many ways. So I'll urge you all, it's going to be a powerful session. I'll urge you all, if you have notebooks, break them out because you'll never know how this is going to help you in the future. Amen. If you don't have a beloved, you can still take some notes because you never know when the beloved is coming. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm here with Pastor Derek. Please show him some love as well. <laughs> yes. And we are happy to, to be your hosts for tonight's Love Talk 2022 edition. Amen. So before we begin with our questions, would have our professor with us something wonderful, something I don't know what he's about to share, but I believe it's gonna be great. So let's let's show him some love. Let's appreciate him. Let's appreciate him. Amen. Well, we thank God Almighty for um, this great blessing. Like Lady Pastor Jifa said, this is a purpose-driven church, and um, for people of purpose, whatever we are doing adds up so where we live where we go to school even the food we eat it must add up to where we are going you get it and so if if even the food we eat must add up then you can imagine the people we marry purpose is a very important thing that drives all your life and um for you to have a very fulfilled purpose with your marriage or relationship must also be purpose driven so i just want to exhort you a little on love with a purpose love with purpose many times people say i want to be in a relationship i need a boyfriend i need a girlfriend but there's no purpose attached to it you find people who are 
in relationships and they don't know why they are even in the relationship you find people who are in a relationship and they can't tell the purpose that the person is in their lives for now anytime you find yourself in any relationship a friendship that is going to lead to a relationship and you cannot identify a common purpose you would be you you now know that you are headed towards a place that is not good many things hold a, a marriage or a relationship actually there are four pillars that hold every relationship or marriage i believe one is love one is purpose all right uh one is also maybe you say the the vision like when two people meet they 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 find god and so the god the god driven vision because when they don't have a vision it's like this is the end where do we go from here love is good but love without purpose will lead to frustration if you're in a relationship you must be able to find a common purpose with your beloved like when all is said and done what where do you meet that intersection is where every time you would come back to and rebuild from you get it good so in as much as finding a relationship is important you must first find a purpose for that relationship there was not a time that god brought two people together in the bible for the reason or for the purpose of just bringing them together no there was always a reason if you read genesis 2 verses number 21 in fact let me start from verses number 18 and the lord said it is not good that the man should be alone now look at it i will make him and help meet for him you get it when god saw man he thought it is not good for the man to be alone so what am i going to do i'm going to look for a help meet so the purpose of eve in adam's life was to be a helper if she knows her purpose then he knows why she's there and it will help the relationship a lot you get it so if you find yourself in a relationship or you find yourself going after this girl and you can't trace a purpose he may be handsome he may be rich he may have everything but if you can't see both of you achieving something together it's a may not work most of the time it won't work because your purpose is what you are going to do for the rest of your life so if you can't find someone who you can go all out to the rest of your life then you know along the line one person will fall off uh, and that's where the problem comes so it's always a very important thing you look at uh isaac when it was time for abraham to abraham made eliza swear eliza swear not to go for a woman from another place 
Why? Because he understood the purpose. Rebecca had to come from their lineage. You get it? Good. And that was because there was a purpose for the Messiah. That was because there was a purpose for the marriage. So he, he, she will come and compliment. Amen. So this is just a short exhortation. If you are not in a relationship yet, don't rush into a relationship just because the person is handsome. No. Don't rush into a relationship because the person is beautiful. Don't rush into a relationship because the person makes you laugh. All those things are important and are actually okay. All right? Don't rush into a relationship because a person has maybe a big breast or big buttocks. That's cool. But beyond that, there's a very important thing that you must see. And if anybody who's entering a relationship because of purposes, what, what you notice is when you think about your purpose, it brings peace. When you look at the, the person you like and you look at yourself and you imagine your future walking in that purpose, suddenly peace fills your heart because you can see a future together. And that's the most common thing you could ever have in life. You can always see yourself doing something together. And it makes you actually picture the future very well. But when you are going into a relationship with someone and you can't see, there's no purpose, then what it brings fear, agitation. is like, how will the future be like? Nobody knows the future. But when you are with someone with it, that you have a purpose together with, you see that, oh, okay. You can, it, it, instead of it becoming something fearful, it becomes like an adventure. What, what will happen? How is it going to be like? We'll be okay. We'll be fine. You get it. Because then you see the purpose. And it brings a lot of these tensions down. Many religions have serious tensions because uh, this person is thinking this about this person. That person is thinking this about this. The truth is anytime two people have been separated, tension comes because there's a fear that we may not be able to fulfill our purpose. So when you're in a relationship and someone... You realize that your beloved has to be somewhere else. And isn't that separation? The Bible says that the two should be quick to come together, lest Satan tempt them. Because once there's a separation, then it's like we can't see our purpose. But it always brings you people close. Do you get it? So it's a very important thing. You would want to see, look through a person's looks, that's good. Want to look to a person's bank account, that's great, but always make sure that you're finding love with a purpose. Ask yourself questions This person, do I have a future with him? This person, do I have a future with her? Can I see myself serving God with this person? Can I see myself starting a business with this person? Can I see myself doing this with this person? That purpose and that purpose is very important. And when you find it, you see that, oh, okay, I'm not making a mistake. And you'll be on the right path. So, this is a short exhortation. If you're in a relationship, do a self-retrospection with your beloved. Ask her, what is our purpose together? What is our purpose together? Our purpose is to serve God. Then we'll keep serving God. Our purpose is to be in church. Then we'll be in church. 
Because you are sure of your purpose, he is sure of his purpose. You know that nothing can take you two apart. Whatever happens, you will be here. And that's the most beautiful thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. I believe that most of the questions have been answered already. Amen. Oh, really? Yes, yes. I can see people nodding their heads. I think most of the questions have been answered. Thank you, Papa. God bless you. So, love with a purpose. Amen. So, we want to kickstart. We have quite some interesting questions here. So, we are starting. Amen. So, Papa, our first question is, wow. Can I marry someone I don't love? <laughs> wow. Hmm. Well. Hmm. All right. Now, love. What is love? We, we define love in many contexts. Okay. Love to me may be different from love to you. Amen. Someone defines love as money. Another person defines love as attention. Love is a very funny thing to many people. Someone defines love as sex. Someone says, if you love me, you'll have sex with me. Someone says, if you love me, you'll pay my school fees. Someone says, if you love me, you'll pay my accommodation. Everybody and how they see love. All right? So maybe the person's definition of love itself is flawed. Because love is not a feeling. Okay? If you look through the Bible, all the marriages that have become patriotic and matriarchic like picture the pictures and the matriarchs there was no prior contact okay to like they didn't have any they just it was arranged you get it so they meet themselves for the first time and it's like they are commanded to but commanded to this time to love in the god context not in the world context Okay, I'm sure the person talking about love here is talking about, I don't feel anything for this person. I don't have any attraction. I don't have any this. I don't have any that. That is a very also important thing to look at because even though marriage and relationships can grow into each other loving, like having that feeling, um, most of the time, it's not something that you want to joke with. Okay. So, in terms of feeling, I won't say uh, marry someone you don't feel anything for. No. At least, there should be some chemistry. Often, when I meet my church members, I ask them sincerely, when you see your beloved, do you have an erection? Like, I say, yes, I say, okay, then it's a good sign. <laughs> if you have an erection, then it means you can actually, you have this chemistry. No, I'm not saying walk around and <laughs> have erections, but the sign of the erection is like, you know, this is good, you know, because you should be able to, 
Have you seen videos on Facebook where two people were married, they said kiss each other, the lady won't open their mouth because she can't, the chemistry is not there. There's no attraction. The, the, the person can't see himself as well opening her mouth for the other person. You get it? Good. So in terms of that, you, you would have to marry someone you're attracted to in that sense because that appeal should be there. You get it? Good. But in a broad speaking sense, I would encourage you not to look so much in that direction when you talk about marriage and love. The only definition of love we have as Christians is the definition of 1 Corinthians 13. That is the God context of love. You get it? And when our love is defined in that context, then we can marry or we cannot marry. You get it? The person asking, I, I assume the person is a lady. Okay. The person asking this question, I can imagine the person is asking the question because the person is asking, oh, I want to marry the guy, but I don't love him. Okay. So in her context or his context, I can't conclude. What the person is saying is, I want to, I want to marry someone I can play with. I want to marry someone who I can have fun with. I want to marry someone who I can joke with. I want to marry someone I can hit and he will hit me back. You get it. But that is just the prelims of marriage. When we talk about that's not love at all. Like a social media definition of love. Because guess what? You can marry someone you can fool with. But after marriage, the fooling will become uh, an insult to you. Yeah, because as you grow, things change. A remark your husband will make some years back that you all joke out. Now when he makes it, you'll be angry. So you see, that thing is flawed. You get it? Maybe your stomach was flat those days. And he'll, he'll say like, your stomach. And you'll say, oh, my nice stomach. But now you give him back to three, your stomach has become like a ball. As everyone sees your stomach, you, you think and say, ah, why are you insulting me? It has changed. As you move on, you realize that the second Corinthians order of love becomes the, the right definition of love. Where you have things like love endures long and is patient. So if the person is asking a question, can I marry someone I can endure and be patient with? Can I marry someone I cannot endure and be patient with? Then that, that one I say, no. You have to marry someone that you, you can define love in the second Corinthians. First Corinthians 13. So if the person's definition of love is this, then I'll tell the person that don't marry someone you don't, you can't do this to. You get it? So I've changed the definition of love now. It's no more, he bought me a phone, he held my hand, we made jokes, no. The definition of love here, so the question was, can I marry someone I don't love? So you can't marry someone you can't endure for long. You can't marry someone you cannot be patient with. Can't marry someone you cannot be kind to. Cannot marry someone you cannot, because love, this is love. When you marry, you see that this is the real love. The love you think is not love. The feeling is not love. Yeah. So for you, you ask the question, can I marry that? Because all in your mind, it's like, oh, I need someone I can have sex with, you know? Like a lady who, like, when you see... because but, but the truth is, let me tell you, after a while, 
when you marry. Even if you see your wife, you'll be angry. Oh, yes. The Bible says, to a hungry man, every bitter life is sweet. When you're not married, that's when everything you see, your mind begins to run and you begin to fantasize. When you marry, it's even work for you. After a while. You see that there's, there's, there's no much about all this sex thing and it's it's you at a point you even do do it dutifully when is it dutifully it's like you do it because you have to but not because it's something that you are really getting a lot of pleasure from you get it huh so you can't my answer to the person is you can't marry someone you don't love you have to marry someone you love which means you have to marry someone you can apply first Corinthians 13 to. And to marry someone you will not be jealous over. Hmm? You are thinking of feeling, but I've not thought. I'm, I'm a very jealous person. If I see my beloved talking to someone, I become very angry. That is the one you should be worried about, not the one about kissing and sex. So you cannot marry someone. You cannot marry someone you don't love. And the definition of love here. It's first Corinthians 13. Do you understand? So the the person should think of the question well and adjust it. You get it. And all this, there's a prophetic bit to this one too. So that's why I'm answering them like that. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, sir. I think you can do better with the hand clapping. Wow. That was that was an amazing answer. Thank you very much for the pockets of wisdom, sir. So we are taking our second question. And this is quite an interesting question we've been asking often. So the person is asking, says, what's the suitable age for marriage? Wow. What's the suitable age Interestingly, for today I saw a post on BBC. And yeah, I saw a post on BBC. And these people have been married for 91 years. They married when they were 10 and 12. Well, the suitable age for marriage it can be very dicey depending on where you live and what you believe in. All right. In Europe, most people can marry 18, 19, 20, 21. Even though now most of them don't believe in the ideology of marriage. But if you look through history, most of the people we look up to or our fathers looked up to in terms of ministry context, Papa Kenneth Hagen, Dr. T. L. Esmond, they all married in 18, 19, 21, 22. All right. So at least it shows you that a godly man in, uh, from the age of 21, 20, you can marry. But in our context, you don't want to just take things and apply them okay you have to look at the time that you are ready okay in terms of one understanding of love and marriage itself some people cannot marry not because they don't have money not because they don't have a place to live but because they don't understand marriage or they don't understand love if you're going to get married and the only thing you know is that uh I'm getting married because um maybe it's time it's time but okay 
Are you ready? Psychologically. That's a big deal. So if someone is not ready at 30, you don't push them to marry. Because you can see 30-year-olds who are not ready. Even the way they talk shows you that if they marry a lady, they will frustrate the lady. But you meet a 24-year-old who is ready because it's in his, <clears throat> in his voice, you see someone who's ready to settle. So you can't trap anybody with an age, okay? Uh, you can also meet a 24-year-old who is ready but does not have what it takes to marry. That's also a big deal. You get it. So, I'm answering this straightforward in two sections. One, anything from 18 going, I believe you can marry. But the fact that you are 18 going also does not mean you should marry. Look into your context, okay? Look at your finances. Look at, do you understand the vision of your life? Do you understand the purpose of God for your life? The person you are going to marry, do they understand the same thing? Are they willing, okay, to be with you? If it's about money, you may have a job, you may not have a job. But does a person also appreciate because some people say you need to have everything before you marry. But I don't think that's how it should be. I think you just need the person you are married to to understand you. That look, we are going to get married. This is our condition. Are you willing to come along with me? And if they agree, why not? You can marry. You get it. But you also want to be sure, say, you have what it takes. At least somewhere to sleep. A place to, something that you can eat. Uh, to make life a bit okay for each other. Uh, and basically, also have the understanding. So, if you are 18 above, I think you can marry. But before you marry, check. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Thank you. Please make sure to check. <laughs> Terms and conditions apply. Amen. Okay, so the next question. What's the best way to say sorry when I upset my partner? Say sorry. <laughs> they, they are the magic words. Sorry. I'm sorry. I mean it. You see, sorry and okay in relationships and marriage is what solves most of the problem it doesn't matter how someone's heart is hard when you sincerely say sorry it has a way of just penetrating the heart you get it when you make a mistake and it's a mistake you see there's something called ego which is pride i don't know if it's guys who have it or it's women who have it because most of the time people complain some women say the guys have it some guys it, but it's interesting when you are with someone and you make a mistake okay for instance in my marriage okay when i wrong my wife okay i go to her okay whether on phone text but i do it deliberately so I go to her and I say, sweetie, you know, this and this and this. It's like you are asking for forgiveness from God. You see, Lord, I did A, B, C. I am sorry. Please forgive me. You get it. So I say, the way I spoke to you last night was not right. 
I should not have spoken to you that way. I am very sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you, sweetie. You see, when you say, when you say it like that, it shows maturity. That's how I say sorry. Okay. I don't say I'm a senior pastor. I mean, I don't, I don't do that. No, I say sorry, and you know, I, I'm on, I'm live. I can't lie. I'm sure my wife is watching. I say it. Okay. You, if you don't learn to say it, you will have your partner bottle up a lot of things, and one day it will explode. You get it. So the best way to say sorry is to what? Say sorry. Say it point blank and mean it. Some people don't say sorry the right way they will act the sorry out and not want to open their mouth to say it do you get it for instance in a relationship we have a quarrel everybody's quiet what you did was wrong i'm right but what happens is that instead of saying sorry do you know what you will do you would rather be nice to me that's what people do sometimes so instead of saying a simple sorry to me what you rather do is you rather come and try to play with me but that is wrong you see when you do that you are trying to be smart and those things don't help relationships do you get it say sorry first and let's play say sorry first it's not good you see sometimes we say oh when partner, in marriage, when you when you quarrel, you don't have to go long days without talking. Your marriage should not go a day. It's, it's, not, it's not correct for you to be married. Regardless of what happens, my wife and I, we can quarrel in the evening. We'll, we'll, they, let's pray. If we don't pray, the next morning we'll talk. You know, it shouldn't go beyond a certain number of time. So, your sorry must come before those things come. Else you'll be irritated the person because... You know you step on my feet. And when you step on someone's feet, what do you do? You say sorry. And you shouldn't be too big to say sorry. I was talking to someone. The woman said, they've been married for 35 plus years. The woman said, ever since I married your father, he's not, he said sorry about twice or so. Right? Can you imagine? So you can imagine living with a man like that who doesn't know how to say sorry. So you can, a woman like that, you see, she has so many things unforgiving things she always has to fight to forgive she always has to do it because she's she's a better person so don't use don't use actions to say sorry don't use uh like tricks gifts some people are too proud that they will not and women can be like that men can be like that they if they will open their mouth it's like you are cutting them to, for them to say sorry to you is it won't happen they will buy you everything but to open their mouth to say sorry they won't do it that is wrong say sorry okay mean it and that will be good another way to say sorry is also to use your actions now why because sometimes in as much as there are people who say sorry easily, there are also people who don't respect their sorry. They will say it like they are drinking water, but they don't mean it. You can be in a relationship, they say, oh, I'm sorry. It's like an anthem now. But a, a truly sorry person, and sometimes when I apologize to my wife, I say, I will, I will not do this again. 
I'm sorry, forgive me. It will not happen again. When I've said that, what I do is I'm going to be now deliberate not to act that same. So another way to say sorry is to use your actions to say sorry. Do you get it? For instance, if your, if your beloved's birthday, you don't call her all through the day. Then she's angry. So you call her and say, I am sorry. This sorry is good, but the real sorry we want to see is that her next birthday, you call her. Do you get it? So the best way to say sorry is to say sorry uh, and also act sorry. Do you get it? And when someone says sorry to you, a wise person says, okay, don't pull it. You see, when your beloved says, I'm sorry, say, okay. Magic word, what? Okay, okay. It solves everything. Don't say, eh, what, when you say sorry, what do you mean? Is it sorry for the insult or sorry for the this? Like, you want to, you see, you just have to figure a way out to help yourself. You get it. Uh-huh. Because someone can hurt you, but, 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 but they bundle everything up and say sorry. But you, you don't want sorry for, you want, like, it's like, okay, the story you said, which one are you saying sorry for? Is it for the yesterday's own or today's own or next week's own? All those things are not necessary. When they say sorry, smile and say, okay. You may not be in the mood. Sometimes when I say sorry, even now we don't even do that. When you, when you are growing, you have to go. You get it. Don't go like you are growing and you are not growing. When we back at school, when my mother and I will have a challenge, I say sorry. Sorry. When she says sorry, sometimes I won't mind it. You get it. I'll just, I'll just, yimini. They say, oh, I said sorry. I was then I'll, I'll be, yeah, me tremor, you get it. She too, when I say sorry, she won't, she won't mind me. She'll be doing those things. But I realize that now, when I say sorry, she says, okay. And when she says sorry, I say, okay, because you don't have to drag it. You get it. When you drag it, it becomes, so if you are the one receiving the sorry, learn to say, okay. And mean the okay. Not when we say sorry, you say okay. Then tomorrow you come and say, ah, you, you cried yesterday. But what happened to the sorry we said? Sorry is like, okay, we have all made a Let's cut it. Now you get it. So you, you say, let's cut it. It's like boxing match. The referee has stopped. As I'm going, you come and hit me. No, it's not right. When the referee says, okay, okay, everybody go to your corner. Because as I'm going to my corner, I know I'm going to my so I don't expect you to come from the back. But some people, when you say sorry, then the next morning it's like they bring the whole issue up again and you have to explain yourself. And so that just say sorry and mean the sorry. All right. And these two things, it may look simple, but it will help you so much. It will help you. Nothing frustrates a marriage like this back and forth emotional that you did this, you did it. Just be free in your marriage. Sorry. Okay. We move on. And when the story is like, it's dead and gone. We act as if nothing has happened. We laugh. We do. It's not like as you are laughing, crying. It may be too painful, so you, it's fine. Be yourself. But don't let it go beyond a few hours. Sorry then. And I love women who are like that. I know someone, she could not take a sorry. And it led to many painful things in her life. Yeah. 
because the, 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 the boyfriend did something to her and the boyfriend said, I'm sorry. And she will not take the sorry. And it became a very complicated, so many things. And in the end, she had to suffer many things. And the guy had to, had to go through many things. Sorry, is just sorry. Take it. Okay. Even God, when we tell him sorry, he takes it. God bless you. God bless you too, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. So the best way to say sorry is to say sorry. Hallelujah. And also act the sorry. And you too, Mr. Partner and Miss Partner. When you say sorry, just say okay. Hallelujah. Don't stretch it. Just say okay. So we are taking our next question. And Papa, the person said, what's the best way to comfort my guy when he is sad or down? Hey, the questions have changed. Yes, yes, yes. Last year it was like, how do I tell someone I like him? Yes. Or how do I tell a guy I like him? But now it was like, my guy. Yes. Upgrade. Versus to be my husband is this. If you read the scripture in Genesis 2, you know, the Bible said that it is not good for man to be alone. I'll make him, let us make him what? Or he said, I'll make him and help meet for him. So the role of a woman in a man's life is comfort. And the role of a man's life in, in a woman's life is also comfort because we help each other. Let you see sometimes people get into people's spaces, and you have to be emotionally intelligent in a relationship so you are able to flow. You get it. Sometimes the best way to comfort your, your guy is just to be quiet. You get it. And it takes that high emotional IQ. Sometimes the best way to comfort your your um, beloved, uh, the lady, is just to be to be at the listening side. We are quick to want to solve people's problems. You get it. So, for instance, Mama Audrey, when we were dating or back at school, guys like to internalize things. Okay. Guys can be complex. Sometimes they like to internalize. Sometimes they want you to talk. It's funny. But most of the time, guys will like you to just be... They will just be quiet and they will be thinking through things in their mind. So in those times, when my wife or my fiancé will just come around, I'm quiet. She'll be like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong? Then it will turn into a quarrel. Because when I'm quiet, I just want to be by myself. I'm thinking through a lot of things. You get it? So she would talk and it eventually, in her effort of trying to be there for me, she ends up maybe say pushing me away. Because when she calls me, it's like, and why are you quiet? Why? And she thinks I'm quiet because of her. Women don't like you to be quiet on them. You get it? But as we began to grow, she came to a place where I was like, ah, when my husband is quiet, I also have to be quiet. 
So when she calls me and I'm quiet, I'm like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. She knows what it means. So she says, you'll be fine. Okay, you'll be fine. I'll call you back. For me, that means a lot. Okay, it comforts me greatly. <laughs> you get it. Uh, when I also call her and she's a bit distant all over, I take my time. I listen to her. She says, and this, and this, and this, and this, 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 this. When she finishes everything, I say, oh, oh, oh. I understand what you're going through. You'll be fine. Get it. But for me, the mistake I was also doing was, when she first, when she's talking, I want to help. I want to solve the problem. You get it. So when she begins to talk, I'd be like, oh, you have to do it this way. You have to do it this way. And she's like, no, it's like, she, don't solve it for me. Just listen to me. You get it. So with time, we've all learned. So if your boyfriend is down, hmm, most of the when a guy is down, it's because of money. Hmm. If you have money, you can bless him. <laughs> but no, that's just on the side. But on the more serious note, if he's down, give him space. Okay. And if you talk, don't talk much. Just say, Oh, you'll be okay. Just be around and be quiet. You, know I mean? you can just call and be on the line. Nobody's talking. That is what comforts him. For me, that's what so I can be on the line with well, my mom, 45 minutes. I'm just lying down. We are all there. It's, part, it's communication too. We are there. No, it's not that we are quarreling. It's just that we are hot. I'm hot. So we are there. And because she knows me, she can tell what the problem is then. If she can do something about it, she does it. If not, she just says, you know, you'll be okay. Sometimes too, she asks, what is the problem? Okay, first, I won't tell her because I was a superman. Like, I want to fix everything myself. But as I'm going, I realize that she's my helper. So if there's a need, I talk. You get it? So guys must also learn to what? Open up and talk. So I said, oh, you know, it's because of this or this. And I said, oh. Okay, what can we do? Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's see. If it's an advice, she gives me or something. So you go, but in a nutshell, the best way to comfort your, your guy when he's down is just be there, but don't get into that space. Just let him be. If he says he's not feeling too okay, just say, oh, you'll be fine. No, you'll be fine and leave him home just find that wisdom be there if you sense it's not then you just pull back a little you know that's that's it you pull back and then say oh dear okay and then you leave him the next day he said i will see why wow did he major or now no that's also not good you get it uh it's like the woman when you say i'm fine she's not fine when she says she's not fine she's fine you don't know what she means but you have to know how to let me tell you this um before we move to the next one time i was talking to my father-in-law and <laughs> i was telling him something about my wife i said i don't like uh, when my wife is talking like she's angry about something she doesn't like something in the house and she's complaining i feel being quiet is what helps because when you are quiet it doesn't turn into a quarrel 
But later on, what you when I'm quiet, she doesn't like that one too. She wants me to talk. And me too, I don't like the talk because when I talk, it's back and forth. So as I was telling my father, my father and I was like, yes, that is what makes you a man. <laughs> so learn, learn to know when to talk and when not to talk, and your marriage will work. And I said, no, but that's true. That's true. So you talk small. If you realize that talking is not working, then you pull back. And that is it. So you must be smart in your relationship. It's not like a straight rule. Today, you may say, let me leave him to be, but that is the day he may need you to talk. So you just learn the person and know how to relate with the person. You get it? Uh, when he says this, then you say this. Then you, say, then you learn to balance. Me, sometimes I can be very funny with food. I say, I don't like this. The next minute I'm eating, I don't like them. So my wife is getting you to say, oh, okay. She's learning. And me too, I'm learning. So we, you all have to learn. So you adapt in that sense. Okay. Thank you so much. We are learning to be smart. We should know when to be quiet and we should know when to talk. Amen. So our next question, Pastor, um, is what qualities do I have to look out for in a guy? Wow. Qualities. Well, I think the first quality you should look out for in a guy is the fear of God. You see, uh, I was sharing with Alfred in a car when we were coming from Kumasi. I told Alfred that man's heart is very wicked. When I say man, not like a man, but I'm talking about human beings. And for women, you, one of your greatest fears of a woman when they are getting into a relationship is will he love me like will he give me the attention will he be loyal i pray he does not change well, every guy comes as a nice guy you get it there's no guy on earth who want to go out with you and comes out uh not being nice so you realize the challenge of every lady is this guy has to be the way he is if he's funny lord let him remain funny if he's handsome lord let him be handsome if he's rich lord let him remain rich you get it for women it's like every woman should change you get it when a guy, when a lady meets a guy, it's like, please let him be the same. But when a guy meets a woman, it's like, Lord, let her, this attitude, let it change. And the women too don't change. The guys change, the women don't change. So when you meet a lady who knocks, the chances are that he will knock. That's a fear. And that's what happened. And when you meet a guy who is nice, the, ch- the chances that he will change along the line. Uh-huh. So for a woman, when you meet a guy, you have to look out for something that holds him up and makes him accountable. Like every guy should be accountable to something higher than him. Do you get it? And the only thing that makes a guy accountable, uh, 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 I mean, two things that make a guy accountable, but the chief, the chief of them is that he should, ha- he should have the fear of God. Now, what is the fear of God? The fear of God is the fear 
the literal fear in a guy that will not make him hurt you because he is because of god many many things that i do who i am today in my marriage whatever it's not necessarily because i love my wife do you get it uh-huh. it's because i fear god i fear something that can happen to me all right if i go against this or that and it makes my wife just be at rest because there's god for me to contend with if your guy does not have the fear of god that's when he can do anything because he does not have any restraint do you get it if he does not have the fear of god it becomes a big problem that's when you can't trust him with other people you can't trust him if you if you marry a guy with the fear of god you can go to bed one one lady told the husband you what can you are a toothless dog you can back you can back but you can't bite why because he knows the husband is a man of god is anointed and he's he put he's protecting the anointing on his life so he won't go and sleep with another lady uh, so she, she's gone to bed and just there and she doesn't care about that say, oh, you, this one because there's a fear of god in the man so i could talk of many things like he should be caring he should be loving he should be this he should be that but i feel all those things no if there's no fear of god it doesn't go anywhere he can be loving and caring but not to only you to other three ladies too but if he has the fear of god he will be for only you he may not be loving and caring, but if he has a fear of god he can learn to be loving and caring so don't put first things first okay don't look out for loving and caring over fear of god get fear of god loving and caring will come when i when i began to follow god all the other things i didn't have came you know one time i was talking to my wife and she was seeing she was talking to me about who i was in her life and the things she was saying i thought wow i'm i'm really blessed okay you you can fake the whole world but you can't fake your wife if i'm a liar i can lie to everybody because nobody's in, nobody sees me but my wife i can't lie to her do you get it because she sees me and if i'm lying you will see it in the face of my wife do you get it now she told she told me she said you are you are a very loving husband you are supportive you are this she tells me all the nice things and when I look at all these things, which I was not initially, the only way I can relate and think that I got these traits was because I began to fear God or God gave me the gift to fear him. So, ladies, don't put looks first. Don't put money first. Don't put uh, care, love and those things. It's, it's, it's good, but it's not, it's not the main thing. You see, he, he's caring, he's jovial. Those things are nice, but you see, if he jokes with you, he can joke with many other ladies. And the way he makes you happy is the same way he can make other ladies too happy. Ah, do you get it? If there's a land, okay, and they give me the bare land, okay, see this, take this whole land, it's filled with gold. 
and I know I have enemies around. Okay. And they cut a small portion and wall it and say, take this one. This is the key. It's filled with gold. Which one will you take? I would rather take the one that has the boundary that I can control. At least when I lock, I know, say, nobody can come here. But to fight over this big one that has no boundary, because I'm here, someone can come here. As I'm here, someone can come I can't protect it. So, if you have a man who has all these things, it's not, it doesn't mean it's yours. Other people can eat into your farm. The way he's handsome, other people will say, wow, he's a handsome guy. But because he doesn't fear the, he doesn't have the fear of God before you see he's going after them. You get it. Uh, so, for me, the first and the best quality a lady should look for out for in a guy is that he should have the fear of God. All the other things will come after. I'm not saying those things are not important. When you see the fear of God first, then you begin to look. Is he fun to be with? Is he interesting? Can we laugh together? Because some people too can be. Well, I'm yet to see any man who truly has a fear of God who will not have these traits. It will be very difficult. Because the fear of God shapes you. you get, it makes you a proper person. So if you, if you have all these, if you have the fear of God, it means that you, he will be rich, he will be handsome, he will have all the other things. You get it? But the fear of God is actually in Matthew 6, 33, where he seeks God. He's following God and he has all the other things added to him. You get it? Uh, so it's not like you've gotten a prayer warrior be and <laughs> his, his shoe is worn out. No, it's not like that. You know, men of God, the face of men of God is changing. Those days where you have men of God who are, Charlie, it's not like that anymore. <laughs> now men of God are becoming fine and proper. Smelling good. It's not those days where now the ladies have to rather start working on themselves. Yeah. Now when the guys go, they, 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 they bath. But some of the ladies, when they get on, they won't bath. I just don't want to say much. Amen. Hallelujah. Before, because there are people who say, hey, pa- I Pastor, right now, dear. If I keep talking, I'll say some things. We are on live TV, so. Thank you very much. But I hope I've answered the question. The fear of God. Amen. Oh, I want the ladies to put their hands together. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Papa, for answering that question for us. Our next question. So the person says, My beloved gets angry easily about minor issues. What should I do? I'm assuming, listen, if you're, I'm assuming that all these questions are in the context of Christ's love. It makes a big difference, okay? If your beloved is a Christian, so I'm assuming that whoever is asking this question, I would prefer, next time when we have this thing, let's add a, not like, uh, let's have a little background, okay? Because if your husband, if your beloved is in the church, okay, so you have said something like, I'm in the same church with my beloved. We are all born again. We are filled with the Holy Ghost. But my beloved gets angry easily. 
that's different from my beloved is I'm in Christ's love. She, he is outside. And then that one, you see, there's no hope and there's no future. <laughs> yeah. One time a lady told me, there's this guy living in my house. When the guy gets out, he slaps me. Wow. He slaps you. Then you have to report him to the police. Now let's let's take this question. You know, m- many years ago, I used to get angry quite to be very frank, quite often about relationship stuff. And um when we have arguments, I would I would get angry so much that my heart to beat like beat like that. One time I remember I was laying on the carpet in Kumasa and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, if you continue like this, you you destroy your life early. And it's funny, the only person who really gave me angry was my wife to be or my fiance. So I decided to deliberately in fact god sent me some funny experiences that really shaped me but i began to make an effort ah i don't remember the last time i really got angry like too much like with my wife like got angry and i don't remember the last time i spoke to her harshly like i don't know how to say it now i'm saying this because the holy spirit has worked on me so if the person is god fearing there's hope okay because one thing you should not forget is we learn in a relationship when you meet the person he's not perfect you are not perfect you learn we've come a long way we have a long way to go we keep learning we keep learning we keep learning. Recently, my wife and I, we are talking about Anna. And I'm explaining Anna to her. Me as a husband, how she must honor me. And how that will affect other people to honor her. We, it wasn't something we, 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 we had in the past. But as we are going higher, the need has come. So it's a process. So maybe your husband, or sorry, your beloved, is yet to really mature. Okay? In this whole thing. In this whole relationship uh, thing. In terms of managing, uh, how do you call it? Their temperament learning the fruit of the spirit okay it's a very important thing and if you have a, a boyfriend who is getting angry then what you have to do is come together figure out what's causing it and find a way out okay because he may be a good person but that may be a little flaw he has 
And if you want to say he gets angry, so you are because of that, you are going to break up or do you see that it's not it's not godly and that means that you are you've not given someone the chance to grow when god has given you the chance to grow okay so in a context in a godly context i think it's something that can be worked on but if it's out of this church or out of the church then i don't have much to say <laughs> most of the time it doesn't work it leads to other higher like jealousy, anger. That that's when you see it it gets to play, it blows out so much that knives and things come in, slaps, bootings. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All these things are not jokes, so if you are with a guy, he get every little thing he gets angry, you have to watch it. You really have to watch it. Because it can lead to many, many, many other things. Amen okay thank you very much thank you too let's appreciate our father wow thank you so much papa for answering that question so if the brother is in christ or the sister is in christ let's be patient and then allow the person to grow amen so our next question says that papa how do we build trust in our relationship okay trust is something that you, you you know if you don't have trust in your relationship it's going to really affect you all the relationship it's hinged on the trust you have for your beloved or your wife or your husband if you abuse the trust it's going to It's going to make your relationship very bitter. And you will never enjoy it. We build trust with the little trust we start with. When we start a relationship, we are all new. We are all green. It is assumed that what I say is true. It's assumed that what you say is true. Let me share a story with you. You know me, I, I, I'm not coming from a very rich background. Okay. So when we met, my wife and I, when we met, my wife is very kind. Very, way back as she was very kind. And this, is, this thing I, I did was not deliberate. Okay. But I realized it hurt my relationship so bad. It took a long time to overcome it. So, for instance, if I have 10 CD, you see, because where I'm coming from is not good, I keep my 10 CD with the mindset that, oh, my wife, and it was a, a very honest thing, okay? I didn't do it with any form of, like, wicked intent or anything. If I have 10, I'll keep my 10 CDs. Then I'll tell my wife, let's spend your 10 CDs. Not because if she asks me my 10 CDs, I won't give her. But I always thought, oh, she will be okay. Because at least, I mean, she's fine. Her parents will send her mine. Then one day, and this is even to show that I didn't have any wicked intent. 
one day I was talking to her and I said, do you know, she, I think something like I said, do you know, I have the money, but I just feel that we should use your own because you know me, I don't really, and when I said, she said, wow, I was shocked. She said, wow, ah, that's what you think. That's what you are doing. She was so hurt. And then I knew I had broken her trust. She won't trust me again. I'm talking, it took years. When I say this, she said, no. Whatever I say, she said, no. I don't believe. For my wife to even give me five CDs. Hey, it was a big deal. Because she thinks, she's, she, she thinks that, ah, you have it. You, you are smart. You want to spend my money. And, you know, but genuinely, I didn't do it. You see, I made a mistake with the little trust I had. When you want to build trust, take the little trust the person has given you and create a track record. When you say, I will come, I will come. When you say, I love you, you say, I love you. Be true, be sincere. When you say, I don't like this, I don't like it. When you say, I'm going here, you are going here. Be open, communicate. But immediately, you start with trust. And one thing about trust, actually, you can build to a very high point. One little mistake will bring it down to where you started. Do you get it? So you can start. Then you get to a place, you realize that. Ah, but you told me this guy is your friend. But what is the meaning of this WhatsApp chat I'm seeing? Is he your ex? Then you say, oh, he's my ex, but you know, he's my friend. Then you begin to, then right now you say that, no. And that can actually be the start point of the breaking of your relationship. Because you abused. And don't, you see, people will easily give trust. When you lose it, you can't, it's very difficult to get it back. yes is yes no is no whatever you say so that thing taught me a lesson i i I now became very sincere like hey i'll explain to them little call because i didn't want to abuse that opportunity again when someone is kind you don't take advantage of her his or her kindness do you get it and i find people you trust people so much then you go and make a silly remark about the person somewhere, the person hears, oh, is this what Jifa said about me? You've broken the trust. So in a relationship, build trust with the little trust you start with. Where are you? I'm in the hostel. Where are you? I'm at work. It's not you say I'm at work and later we are talking and you say, oh, I know I was at the hostel. But I thought you said you were at the hostel. And oh, is it when I sent the message didn't come early? And once you begin to do those things, that's why you naturally you have to be a truthful person. I say this then I don't lie. You're over the I'm training myself not to become a liar. I'll say it. Even if why should I lie? Why am I afraid? So I'll just say the truth. You get it. So build trust with the little trust. 
And for all of you who have started new relationships, everything is going well. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Your beloved is always happy. Your, your boyfriend is always excited. Once you begin to destroy the trust, you will see another side of the person you are with that you will never like. And when you begin to begin anxiety and all those things come up. Imagine you tell your beloved you or your beloved calls you and tells you. I was talking to uh how do you call it? A married man one time. And he said, I called my wife and asked my wife, where are you? And he, the, the, the wife said, oh, I'm in school. Then later, the, the man got to know that the wife was not in school. Or the beloved was not in school. Where? Maybe went to eat with, uh, what's her name? A lady friend. In, at the restaurant. Then the guy begins to panic. Okay, so every time he messages you, he says, I'm in school. He doesn't believe. His mind begins to travel. Was the last time you told a lie. And when you do that, your relationship will never be happy. Because in, in a relation, in as much as you are close, you should be free. Uh, you should be free. Everything you say should add up. Don't say one thing. And it's another. Don't say I have 10 CDs. And when you check your pocket, it's 100 CDs. You get it. Don't say my Momo balance is 60 CDs. And when we check, it's 600. And then you say, oh, hey, 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 me tight. And then if I tell us, hey, 600. But me tight, hey, 540. Maybe 60. You get it. Let's be true and let's be honest. Build trust with the little trust you have. And if you've ever broken someone's trust, be patient because it takes time to rebuild trust. If you, you've, if you made a mistake to betray the trust of your beloved, don't expect her to trust you again in a day. It will take a while. You are the same person who destroyed the trust. So be patient and watch her rebuild her trust for you again. Do you get it? Build trust with a little trust, you have. Wow, thank you, Papa, for the answer. Hallelujah. We are taking our next question. And it says, How do I know this guy or lady is the right person for me in the future? Wow. The future. Well, I think the number one thing that, apart from the many things that can confirm your beloved to you, which is like God giving you a dream, a vision, a prophecy, whatever. The number one thing that really confirms a beloved to you is the amount of peace you have about the person in your heart. I always say this thing. When you find the right person, it's so peaceful. It's just, you know this is it. Every relationship that's like, something funny this, this is like open me but he likes another girl like he like he likes me me too i like another girl it's it's you know just relax the one god has brought for you won't fight with anyone listen everybody has their own my wife is my wife i'm his 
the whole world, I'm the only one with the key to her heart. And the whole world, she's the only one to the key to my heart. Today, I told I was watching a documentary. The man said, 91 years in mind, the man said, many ladies threw themselves at me like a head of cattle. But she's the one God made for me. So I never took any of them. You get it. Now, when I see other ladies, I don't think my mind is not, that's not where my mind goes to. It's my wife that my heart is with. Do you get it? If I have one bowl to eat the rice, and you've taken the bowl to the kitchen, whoever brings me rice, can I eat? Because what? I don't have a bowl. Or not to. So the heart that we used to love is with my wife. So I don't have any heart for anybody again. And when I say it's like you, you never knew. You see, you when you find you see that I love this person. You get it. So watch out for that peace that surrounds the relationship. The tension is not there, and this because when you find someone and it's like, could this person have another person? Is this those things good? You found it. Yeah, this is the video I saw. You've done well by pulling it out. 91 years in marriage. Yeah. Because I don't know if we can play, but maybe later you can look at it. It says, I had a lot of people throwing themselves at me. But, this is the one God made. So, when you find the person you love, huh, look out for the peace about the relationship. The peace. All these things, I love him. But when I'm talking to him, I see that he loves someone else. Often what you have to do is just relax. What is yours, you can never lose. And what is not yours, you can never keep. If you try to keep what is not yours, one day it will go. And if you try to lose what is yours, when you, when you lose it, it will come back. So if the guy is your, when he goes and he comes... If it's not yours, you will try to keep, but one day you see it's gone. Anytime you find yourself, you are confused. This one, is it right? The right person? Is it not the right person? Just give it time. When you give it time, you see that everything in it will come out. I know someone who was dating someone, wanted to marry someone. And this person was always like, sometimes he said, I'll send Olivia a message. And she replied me after three days. The person you love, he won't reply your message after three days. Look, I can send my wife a message right now. In the next minutes, right now, he will reply. Because as she's there, she's waiting for the phone. She sees sweetie on it. You get it? Yeah, people send me my school, but when I see that sweetie word, I know it's urgent. Do you get it? Because that's the person you love. You get it? Uh-huh. So, when you are with the, the person is like, he talks to you today, he's nice, the person is not nice. Don't lower yourself. Don't lower yourself to that level. Love 
love is love when it works from the first day you know it if it's real from the day one you will see if you force it it becomes very problematic as it grows and sometimes it works but not all the time do you get it uh, don't compromise for love don't do things adjust say, okay eh, i know his heart is not here but i want to be there for him no i beg you will find someone whose heart will be there for you. Huh? you. It's not easy to find someone you love. And it's not easy to find someone who loves you. But I tell you, in your lifetime, you will definitely meet someone you love and who loves you at the same time. It will happen. So you just be patient. pray Because there's nothing more frustrating than marrying someone you are not sure if they love you or not. It's full of anxiety, tension, worry you you will be shocked your wife is going out but your heart is beating because you know the way you got her crown is not correct as if you see her talking to someone you'll be saying hey could it be the one she loves if you see her, i'm not talking jealousy in a marriage is healthy okay if you are married to someone who's not jealous of you that one too is problematic but i'm not i'm talking about this obsessive where you can't be at peace your wife has traveled and it's like tali this is the end of the world no or your husband is away no so always get it right and getting it right means that you get it from the scratch when you meet the person and when you meet two people who are truly in love you will know if if you're a little man when you see two people love each other you see the love is 50 50 it balances when you see people who one person is more than the other. You see, mm, I could be girl on the side. I could be boy on the side. Yeah, you will tell. And if you are smart, you can advise him. This lady, I don't think she's really into you. But mostly, when you advise people, they don't take. You see, they want to force the thing. I'm a force, but the thing will not work. So if you are talking to someone, the person is not giving you. Charlie, there are many fishes in the ocean. You get it. And if you are being talked to, wisen up. You may not have people talk to you often. It's just a matter of time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you too. I think this one deserves a huge round of applause. Let's wisen up and appreciate the guys that are talking to us. Ladies, are we here? Are we here? <laughs> okay, thank you, Papa. Okay, so our next question is, what do I look for in a friendship before taking it into a serious relationship because I'm interested in the person? So, at the friendship stage, what do we, what's the key that we should look out for before we say, okay, I'm interested in this. I want to date this person. Be, be sure, in a friendship, be sure the person is okay with your true self. The reason why we encourage long friendships before relationship is because we want you to know us i want you to know who i am i want you to know i can get angry i want you to know i mean i'm not really a tidy person i want you to know i'm not someone who is good with money i want you to know all my flaws okay so that you know i can handle his worst at his worst i can handle him so what i advise you look out for in friendship is the flaws of the person rather because that's what 
will make you make a good decision and we encourage that in friendship because in friendship like everybody's unconscious of themselves if i'm your friend you can fat as i'm there do you get it uh, but if if you sense that i love you you can't do that you get it if if i love if someone says i love you and says i'm coming to your room quickly you rush and go and arrange the place. You see, you are pretending. And the person is your friend. As we are here, one time, I think uh, a lady was telling Mr. Wooda something. And the lady was telling, those days I had a certain boyfriend. And this guy will escort me to my friends. Now, now the one who used to escort is now the boyfriend of this lady. But the lady was saying, those is this guy will escort me to my other boyfriend's house and take me home they were just friends little she said little did i know that one day he will become my boyfriend now that is good because as someone is escorting you to your boy there's nothing to fake do you get it that's when you are yourself you want you give your back to the best major soccer like you can do every silly thing you know it's not that you because already you have a boyfriend your heart is not there so you are not pretending in that genuine friendship you see who you are do you get it so imagine someone says i love you even though they used to take it to your body you know that it's a true it's, it's, it's genuine so look out for the flaws of the person rather as for the good everybody can show good but people hide the bad so open your eye in friendship and look out for the the bad side of the person do you get it? See how prepared they are. Some people in friendship, that is because, I mean, if I'm your friend, we are going to buy rice. You see that they want you to buy the rice. So look out for the flaws of the person in the friendship. That's what you should look out for. All right? Because that's what you'll be dealing with in the marriage. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for the answer, Papa. So the next question, this is quite an interesting question. So the person says, what do you do when your partner is everything you want in a partner, but her only problem is to submit? And the person says, knowing very well how men are big on respect and submission. Well... (laughs) Now listen, listen. Everything the Bible told us to do he told us to do because there's a natural problem with it. All the Bible told men to do was to love their wives. That's because it's not easy to love a woman. And all the Bible told women to do was to submit and respect their husband because it's not easy to submit and respect. One day a pastor was talking to the wife. The wife was the wife said he said, why are you talking to me like that? The husband was talking. I said, why are you talking to me like that? Then the wife said, are you not my husband? Then the, the wife, the husband asked, when in the Bible is it written that talk to your husband anyhow? So naturally, the woman even thinks, because he's my husband, no? that's the reason why I will talk to him anyhow. 
So you see, a woman's mind is different. She sees that you, you are nothing. You are, you are you not my husband? Are you not my partner? But you see, there's a weakness in that area. That's why the Bible emphasizes husbands love your wife because men don't love one men don't love easily and two men loving women too is not an easy thing women can be very some way women can be very complex women can be very unappreciative if you take a woman to love a woman you must be very 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 patient because today is this tomorrow is that a woman a woman can rant thousand words she doesn't mean any of them do you get it but anytime a woman <clears throat> runs to a man it hurts his ego and he takes it so if you are not wise you realize that your wife has said painful things to you then after she comes to you and she's playing with you and you are like how do you say such painful things to me? You come back and you're done. But the truth is, after she finished, she's forgotten of the things she said. You, but you still have to love. Whatever your wife is, whether she's a witch or what, God says, love her. And some women can be witches. Not those who fly. But he, woman, like deliberate witch. I was talking to a friend of mine one time. He said, you see, my, my, my wife, de- de- sometimes you see, she has deliberately switched the gear. To provoke me yeah and women deliberately sometimes do it they will be talking to him i just want to worry him so brother who says your everything is this thing i beg you man manage yeah. and that's why i say submit it says submit it means it's not easy for her so you teach her you explain to her and you love her. <clears throat> the truth of the matter is, if you if you love your beloved genuinely, First Corinthians thirteen standard, naturally it will elicit submission with time, and she will submit to you. It's not easy, but eventually it may it will happen. Yeah. So you'll be okay. Don't worry. You are not the only one going through that. I'm sure many people go through it. Okay. Thank you, Papa. Brothers, you'll be okay. We'll learn. Ladies, will learn. Ladies, would you learn? You're not answering. Would you learn? Say yes, we will learn. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so this is... Um, it's a similar question, but okay. Aside from abuse, all forms of abuse and cheating, which other red flags are you supposed to look out for before you can back out in a relationship? I think it, it, it depends. All right. For me, if I was going to, if I didn't have a beloved or I didn't have a wife and I was going to go into a relationship, it's the same thing I'll go over again. I want someone who would be interested in me serving God. So, if, if I told my girlfriend, whoever I was going to get my that we are going for prayer meeting. And she said, I'm tired. It's a red flag for me. Yeah, that's me. I don't know about you. You get it. 
So look out for what interests you and your values. Okay. One of the things that really attracted me to my wife was she was interested in everything I was interested in. Everything, like everything. Everything. Just name it. God, she's interested. If it's prayer meeting at 12 midnight, once I call it, I can call my wife. I say, we are praying at one. We are fasting. She has started. I say, we are, like, if it's God, she's interested. Never, not once. I did I say, let's go for this meeting or let's go for it. Let's sow the seed. Or, has she opposed me? That, no. And for me, I, that is what I like. So if you are going to get married or you are going to a relation, look out for what is, for instance, you know you're a man of God. Your wife is faithful. Your beloved is faithful. She doesn't cheat on you. She doesn't do anything. She's not abused you or whatever. Or that guy. But when you say, let's go to church, he say, you go and come. If I'm you, I won't, I won't be in that relationship. But I know I'm going to be in church all the days of my life. So, and my, if my, my husband says he won't be in church, then Charlie, it means all the days I'll be going to church alone. It's a red flag. But that is not the only thing. You look at your life. Uh-huh. It's subjective. You get it? It's subjective. I think the thing, the red flags also may be character that will not be changed. Like, you know, people can be very funny with their character. Sometimes you have people, it's like, <sighs> he has a bad character. He's a liar. It's, it doesn't speak truth. She's not, she's, she's chisel. He's chisel. No chisel. Like, they don't, some people don't give. In a religion, they don't give. They have it, but they won't give. So, character, character can be something. Okay. Attachment to family, excessive attachment to family can also be a red flag. Some people are too attached to their families. There are some ladies, if you marry them, hey, you've married their brothers. And you've married their father. If you cough, your brother-in-laws will know. Whatever happens in your home, it will be, it will be echoing in their home. There are some really, there are some guys, if you marry them, hey, you've married their mother. Their mother will be on you. The mother will even teach you the number of cube to put in the soup. Amen. So look out for your red flag. I mean. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Tisa. We are taking our next question. So the person said, should you tell your partner if you made a mistake and cheated with someone else? Hmm. It depends. It depends. It may not be a wise thing to do if your partner cannot handle it. When you you see, if it's a relation, if you are in a relationship, okay, try not to do something like that. Because those things, once you do them, your your relation will never be the same again. You cannot live a lie. You cannot live with your partner and not tell them this is what you did. So one, it will eat you up. 
and the other side to if you tell them this is what you did to spoil the relationship so number one try not to do it try okay just, just do your best okay and like i've always said you can always know yourself and know set boundaries so you don't have to go to that extent okay but if you've cheated on your heart your 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 whatever beloved and you feel there's a need to communicate <laughs> be sure god wants you to do it first don't do it out of the flesh not many people can handle these things do you get it some people can handle it some people can handle it for a while and people cannot handle it at all if you feel the person is not too strong please ask for forgiveness with god put it in your past turn on a new leaf cut it off whatever link you had with whatever what cut it off and move on do you get it knowing that you have peace with god because if you confess it it's going to you put the pain and some people when they are scarred emotionally like that it lives with them all the rest of their lives so just get to know if the person can and i'm talking this is like it was not deliberate you did not plan it was a mistake and you did it and you know you know you are not going to do it again fine <laughs> but if it's something you 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 are also a habit you are into that's also another thing you get it with that one day it will catch up with you one day yeah. remember every seed you sow into your relationship you will reap sometimes the, the the bad the sad thing is you will not reap it with the person you did it with the relationship will break off and you end up with another and the person will do the same thing you did to the first person to you so let's try not to do it but it's not advisable if your partner too is someone who can handle it i mean talk to the person say sit down dialogue say i did this i was wrong i did it. i didn't do it well I love you and I want to let you know this is what I did. Forgive me. This is okay. You may be with them for a while, but after a while, they will know who you truly are and they will appreciate you more. Uh, that one is different. Actually, if you're watching a person is a very complicated person emotionally, don't you? Especially if it's a lady, you're a guy, you've done it to a lady. It will be, it will be some way. Okay. Thank you. That's wait, I'm coming. Does it mean you are going to live a lie? No. Remember, I said you make peace with God. Genuinely. Say, God, I did it. I'm sorry, forgive me. You put it in your past. If you've killed someone, will you come and tell someone you've killed? You just move on. Huh? There are many things you've done. Have you told anybody? It's just God you told. Huh? It's not that you are a liar. No. Just put it in your past. If it comes up and the person gets to know, then now you, if he has gotten to know, then now you come out and explain to them, I did it, but I thought it was wrong. This, I put in my part. I didn't want it to linger on. I'm, I'm sorry, forgive me. Then there you open up all the details and say, this is why I if the person loves you, they'll take you back. If they don't love you, they'll let you go. Then everything, everyone will be okay. Huh? 
Pacha's here. Some people today have multiple. I'm saying this, this is like genuine relationship, just one mistake. I'm talking about Charlie, you are sleeping with people. That one, you don't even deserve to be in the relationship. Let the innocent person go and move on. You get it? Uh huh. Before you destroy someone's life. All right. Okay, thank you, Pastor. Um, our next question is What do you do when you genuinely like someone, but the person keeps playing around? Then you are, you are the person not meant for you. Common sense, or I think I've already answered it. When you like someone, they have to like you back. Love is two way, it goes comes love that goes and doesn't come is not completed all right so the vibration i give you i must get an equal vibration so if i give you my vibe and you don't give it back to me we are not meant to so if the person loves you why is he playing around don't you see you are children of god don't settle for anything less if you can have a rose royce why do you want to settle for opel astra you don't have to a child of god you can have a guy who loves you i can tell you the people who have found beloveds in the church you can see how your your relationship is going that's how that's that's a godly relationship you get it that's a nice one so don't be caught up in this relationship where it's like i love you you love me okay but i check your phone today and you are talking to this guy and i check your phone today and you're talking please let the person just be free some people are not ready at all for these are serious relationships we are calling for they want to be out there and hop around a little don't go you see don't go and catch you see uh, a difference between guinea fowl and the home fowl is is a guinea fowl it, it likes to it's very is random like uh-huh. so don't try to catch uh, a guinea fowl and you know treat it like a, a, a cock or don't bring an antelope and treat it like a goat uh-huh. antelope wants to run and be moving be chased but goats it will be in a, it will stop on by it will still be in the house sheep there to lie down so know your tolerance level Mm-hmm. maybe your own is sheep you have to go for you go for meh meh she's lying down uh, but if you go for if you don't have the heart for an antelope and you go for an antelope you'll be chasing an antelope around every time it will not help so I beg you know your level amen okay so thank you papa um our next question wow what do you do when the person you like flows at a point then behaves weird at a point ladies (laughs) well well you have to learn about temperaments because temperaments affect people greatly when it comes to their moods as a pastor, I relate to a lot of people. And as I relate, I can tell their temperament. Okay. Melancholies are very 
better life. They, they, they keep in, they are moody, they are always thinking through things, they are quiet, they, they think deeply about things. Okay. Sanguines are always all over, happy, jumping. So if you have someone who is a sanguine, melancholy, you'll be confused. Today the person is happy, today, tomorrow, you know. So learn about temperament and know the temperament of your partner okay but the bottom line if you love someone you you don't go down and up with them maturity emotional maturity is when you stay where you are and allow them go up and down you get it so if my wife is melancholy and sanguine i'll be there when she's happy i'll be happy with her when she's happy when she's sad i'll leave her i don't want to be sad when she's finished being her sadness will come that's how you control the temperament you else you always have issues with them so whenever you are with them and they want to be alone know that it's not it's not about you it's about them so leave them do you get it when they are okay they will come when you are with a choleric and they are just 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 flow just learn about the temperament and you understand that as people are not deliberately doing that it's just their inherent traits that are personality traits that are just playing out if you understand so to whoever asked the question go and read about the temperaments i'm sure you have more understanding thank you wow thank you papa for the answer hallelujah we are taking our next question and the person says please I'm having a conversation with someone in the church. In our talking, I realize that we have a lot of things in common. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't mean that the person can be a beloved. Oh. If you have a lot of things in common, doesn't necessarily mean the person can be your beloved. Because having things in maybe the person doesn't like you. If you like the person, the person doesn't like you, and you are the lady, and the, the person is a guy, he has to make a move. So, calm down. Don't, don't conclude. Okay. If there are clear signs that the person likes you, they will tell. They will, the person will tell you. So calm down. Don't be. Don't jump. Don't. Uh, how do you don't kick start before the gun is shot just relax and flow if a person likes to tell you but don't assume because you have a lot of things in common if you have a lot of things you can become brothers and sisters <laughs> brothers in Christ alright wow thank you pastor <laughs> oh, you can clap if you want to you... <laughs> amen okay so to our next question it says that I love and wish to be with my beloved, mm. but my family's perception about her tribe has become an obstacle. What should I do? All right. So, um, when you have a challenge like this, the, ho- the only thing you need to do is to pray. All right. Pray and know the will of God concerning your relationship. When I, 
I have I had the same challenge. My in-laws will not accept me because of my background. But you see, I prayed and God told me that she's your wife. And I knew I was doing the right thing. Often when you want to marry and your parents are saying, no, no, you have to listen. Okay, but in my instance, God said yes. And I just relax. You get it. So, don't push for something that is not the will of God. If it's the will of God, go for it. Your parents, after a while, they will say yes. They will accept. Okay. So, don't be, oh, I love, I love. Rather be concerned. Is it the will of God? If it's the will of God, then I'm all for it. To pray and know that it's the will of God. If it's not the will of God, then move on. Pray. If it's the will of God, push. It will happen. God will give you the wisdom to go through it. And it will happen. Hallelujah. Amen. So whoever asked this question, prayer is the answer. Hallelujah. Amen. So our next question. It is how long will it take to disclose to a friend into a different stage of friendship? To disclose? Mm-hmm. How? Read it again. How long will it take to disclose to a friend into a different stage of friendship? I mean, I think the person was trying to say, how long will it take for the relationship, for the friendship to move into a relationship? Well, you when you, when you figured out that you are okay in your heart about the person. Sometimes long friendships are are important. But the truth is, if it keeps moving after a while, you realize that naturally it has become obvious that Charlie, we like each other, we are going out. Even though there's not really been any formal communication, it's like pair our discussion, our talking and everything. At that level, if you are still not sure, you, you redefine it and say, look, Let's still have the consciousness that there's a lot to conclude on. But I feel the, the point at which your heart is at peace that, look, I'm, I can be with this person is a point at which it should move. Because if it continues for friendship for a long time too, it can <laughs> degenerate into brother and sister. You get it. So know when to strike. When they take the iron out of the uh, the fire, it's red. If you strike it early, it will bend. But if you don't strike it early, after a while, it won't bend because it has become cold. So just be a good detective. Monitor. When you see that, no, this is the time to say, I love you. Hey, sister, I love you. Then from there, we move on. So know when to move. Amen. Be a good detective, amen, and know when to move. Hallelujah. Okay, so this person wants to know, if it's advisable to spend days with your beloved together. Yes, and then the other question is, is similar. It's also saying, is it good to take my beloved out and have time with her? Well, <laughs> I'll answer the second one first. You see, know yourself, okay? This thing about relationship, relationship, in as much as it's a, it's a very nice, can really, can really and has really derailed a lot of people of their purpose. You see a very anointed person, 
Satan, he doesn't know a joke. He doesn't know a mistake. You're a man of God. You fornicate. He has the right to come in and hurt you. You get it? Good. That's the, that's the thing about sin. The destructive part of it. Not that God is merciful. That's for God. He's merciful. He forgives us. He's grace to worship. But the part of the process that makes it like, you know, Satan has a legal right to you now. It's what we are all concerned about. So, why would you want to spend many days together with your beloved? Let's be real. You are not pieces of wood. You are Christians. If you stay together, I'm telling you, you can be the most spiritual whatever. And if you stay in the same room with someone you are attracted to before evening, then something can go wrong. If it doesn't go wrong in, in the evening, it can go on the next day. If it doesn't go on the next day, something definitely will go on. You see, so you don't even have to. Okay, but however, if you, some people are very matured spiritually. Yeah, they are, it, it doesn't mean everybody's like that. There are some people who can't really control themselves. I hope you are one of them. But if you are not, brother and sister, I mean, Charlie, just let it pass. Whatever you want to do when you marry, you spend, you can be in the same toilet all the rest of your life, naked, naked, looking at each other. It's your own issue. You get it. Whatever you want to do, you want to stand on the bed and jump and come and fall on your wife, you can do it. Whatever you want to do. But for now, I beg, let your beloved be at a different place, be at a different. And when you go out, trying not to make the environment fornication conducive do you get it when you want to go go out during the day uh, so if this kfc you go and see that kfc from 12 or 11 around 2 everybody goes home Open spaces, not like when you finish, oh, let's go and take a walk. Meanwhile, as you are going to take the walk, you don't know what can come out. You can be very spiritual before you see, you'll be doing things that you don't you didn't even imagine. You get it. As you are prophesying, you are speaking in tongues, you see that the, your mouth is in a place that is not supposed to be. And now you come by and be asking for forgiveness. See, man is not wood. You see, man is not what would. So, you have to be real. Okay. Uh, and by that, re- re- being real, you tell yourself, look, me, yeah, I know myself. This thing, if I go, I can make a mistake. So, I'll go. And you save yourself. Bible says, flee youthful lust. Flee youthful lust. If you flee, it's better than to test your resolve. And pussy, to what extent can I go without making a mistake? Uh, at that level, you see that you push yourself beyond the bar. You will not know. As you say, oh, let's go to Legon Botanical Garden. And you are walking through the garden. Before you see, you had and you are kissing. Oh, pastor and uh, deaconess. And you may see a church member and say, oh, look at this, my leaders. So, I beg you. And if you live alone, don't let your beloved come and visit you alone. It's not a safe thing. No. 
they can come to you when all your aunties and uncles are in the house. Ah. That one, the safety. Let's try, okay. Let the fear of God help us. It's not easy. No, it's easier said than done. But it's not easy. God will help you and help us. Amen. Amen. I think we can clap for our pastor at this point because this is the truth. No matter how spiritual you are, you can never be sure of yourself. Amen. The fact that you're a pastor or you're a deacon or a deaconess, it doesn't mean you are wood. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Do we have wood? Do we have wood in the in the church? Hey, we have wood in the church. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor. Um, at this point, we would like to take questions from our audience. If anybody would has a question or a contribution, please let us know. If you, if there are people watching who have contributions, they can also uh they can also send their contributions on live on the link. Then we talk about it. So let's go ahead. Okay. So, okay. One question just came in. It says that what are factors that contribute to happiness in a relationship? So, for example, when a guy is broke, what are the factors that will contribute in making the relationship a happy one? Please come again with the question. What are factors that contribute to happiness in a relationship? For instance, when a guy is broke, like what can we do to make the relationship a happy one? Be happy. <laughs> happiness is a choice. You choose to be happy. Life gets better. Okay. Know whoever you are going out with. Know they have a vision for their life know they know where they are going and be willing to make the sacrifice with them along the line happiness comes i tell you happiness will come okay when you when it's not time to eat you don't eat when it's time to eat you eat there's a time where you things work out you see there's a time where you see a certain ease comes in and by that you are able to do certain things you get it uh, for us men of god often we set out with very little that's the destiny of most people but as you go it becomes bigger you get it so be happy be happy be, be happy means choose to find joy in the little you have if it's broke you 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 may think happiness is your boyfriend having money to take you to Kempiski or Melvin Pick. But you'll be shocked. The lady whose boyfriend old husband has bought a Lancusa and a diamond ring is not happy. Because for some reason the boy is not even there. And the husband is not even there. But you he doesn't have all these, but Charlie, he makes you laugh. It's okay. Let's laugh with jokes now. When money comes, we'll laugh with money. So if it's a joke we have, let's be happy with it. And when the money comes, we'll be happy with the money also. There was a time I couldn't even buy shawarma for my wife. I remember one time I took my national and said, my wife said, this one day, you will buy me shawarma. I said, no, the money is not enough. No, no, no. 
back and forth. But there also came a day one day I told my wife, call any restaurant in Accra and make a booking. Any restaurant you want to go to, just call them. And she booked a, a certain nice restaurant. We went and we ate. Ate everything we could eat. And God came back home. You see, there's time. There was also a time before that time. We were going and we split the money. She brought, I think she even paid. You see, it's time. But you learn through the process. You get it? Uh, so, be happy. Just choose to be happy. Don't make your happiness depend on material things. Like, I got an iPhone. I got this. I don't know. Ali, life gets better with time. Life gets better. With time, things get better. So don't conclude on today. With time, things will get better. Things get better with time, amen. Let's appreciate our pastor. Amen. Do we have any questions? Do we have any? Pastor Derek, don't you have a question? We've been asking questions. I think we, we, also, we should also have questions. Or oh, you don't have a question. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm okay for now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, then let me ask a question. So, Pastor, please. Um, where for, for the kind of work we do, and for some for us who are potentially going to marry past this and then where do you draw the line as in when he's when can you talk to him as a friend when can you talk to him as a pastor like how do you know when to draw the boundary because well this that's the question yeah it's a very important thing to know as a woman i think if you understand love in itself, you would not have that challenge of honoring your man of God and honoring your husband, that kind of thing. Okay. When you begin to ask those questions, then it means that there's a compromise you want to make. You want to have something. You want to have a certain, you know, freedom. Okay. You don't lose out on anything if you if you honor your husband as a past as a husband it's the same as honoring him as a man or nothing changes because every woman who truly honors her husband as a pastor sorry as a husband it's the same thing you love him you respect him you honor him the only thing that changes is then now you even begin to see his words and the authority spiritual authority more but apart from that, nothing changes. Immediately, this question of when do I see him as a pastor, when do I see him as a husband comes. Then it's like, okay, when can I be funny? When can I be free? And when can I take advantage? No. Honor him as your husband. And if you watch how a husband is honored, okay, in the Bible, where is his wife? Anna, your own have every wife should Anna her own husband. You see that wife submit yourself unto your own husband as unto the Lord, unto your own husband. Then you realize that. Go to the one in First Peter. Let me just get this for you. 
when you get there you realize that even though he's my husband i i'm not permitted to hallelujah Let's be that three. Yeah. One. Let's go. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husband, that even you obey not the word, they also may read me without the word be won by the conversation of their wives. Two. While they behold your chaste conversation, coupled with fear. Three. Whose adorning let it be. Four. Five. Good. Six. Good. Look at it. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Now, Abraham was a man of God. He was a prophet. And he was a husband. But the approach was one. Obeyed Abraham as what? Husband. But the approach was all in one. You get it? Uh-huh. It's not saying don't be a woman. Do you get it? We know Sarah knocked to Abraham when Hagar was missing. It went to the same thing. That was her being a woman. Okay, so Sarah went to Abraham. It's like you are the maid I gave you right now. She says, send her away. That is a typical woman acting up. Okay. But the Bible also makes us know that even though she her woman things were there, she was still seeing the man as a lord like lord is master i'm your servant you are my master do you get it so just have that wisdom that look this man is a very important person in my life and i will honor him okay when your woman things come it has come you play with your husband you joke with your husband didn't you read that abraham was uh how do you call him uh, what's the name? Isaac was sporting with Rebecca. Yeah. So you can play, but you see some women, they, they take it too far. That's why you see a man, a woman raise the hand at the husband, insult her, say painful things, and when you finish, it's like, okay, how can you talk to your husband like this? Okay. So you let's even take the pastor out. Okay. Just honor your husband as a husband. That's if you do that in love, it will fulfill the pastor one. Do you get it? <laughs> so just honor him. And no, but there's no way in the Bible now makes you disrespect your husband. As a husband, you have to read your Bible well, ladies. Honor him as a husband automatically. That for instance, we say love fulfills all the commandments. You no, know? so so if you have love, all the commandments are fulfilled. If you have love, you don't have to do this. You don't have to. Love is the fulfillment. So you just honor him as a husband. Genuinely. You see that every other thing falls in place. Yeah. Thank you so much. Do we have any other questions? Deaconess Doris? (laughs) Okay, so... If we do not have any questions, then as Pastor told us earlier, if you don't ask now, you have to wait for our next laugh talk. Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. So what do we say to pastor? God bless you. We really appreciate your advice and then your godly words towards our relationships and our marriages. We believe that you have great input in such an area of our lives. And then it's a privilege to have you spend time with us sharing what the right thing is or what the word of God says. We believe that you are ever ready to guide us into right relationships and marriages. So we say, God bless you. Amen. Did we have a powerful time? I believe we've, we've learned a lot. If you have any questions, please, you would have to wait till next year. But if it's present, please. Pastor is always here for us. Call him or send him a message and I believe he would answer. Amen. Pastor Derek, any closing remarks? I mean, I've actually learned a lot today. Well, in as much as we, we are just here to talk about love and all that. Whilst Pastor was talking, one of the things I felt was that something was just changing in my heart. Do you get it? We are all not perfect. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the some of the questions... I'm just being honest. Some of the questions here, I mean, they are questions we all need. And it didn't even occur to me to even ask a question like this. Do you get it? So, I mean, if someone has gotten that boldness and that I mean, wisdom to ask such a question like this, we should all take it to, I mean, ourselves, like, oh, I mean, we are, we are hearing something we need to hear. Do you get it? So, God bless you, sir, for, I mean, the words of wisdom. And I've actually learned a lot today. So are you also, I believe. So, thank you very much, Papa. That's all I have to say. Thank you, too, for having me. I hope to be with you soon. <laughs> thank you too okay so this is we've come to the end of laugh talk 2022 i thought you'd be excited <laughs> it's been this year's edition has been different it has been interesting a lot of different questions because we are progressing we are growing we are expanding hallelujah amen so till we come your way next year god willing oh who knows we might have another laugh talk in the middle of the year so just get your questions ready so till we come your way next year we see that god be with you we wish you godly and beautiful relationships that will lead to the glory of god amen see you during our laugh our next laugh talk bye bye for listening to this podcast visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the christ abounding love church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences god bless you